Amen? Man, it's a good day. It is a good day. Glory to Jesus. Let's just thank Him right now. Amen? Let's thank God for His Son, Jesus. Let's thank God that He gave us the best of heaven. Glory to God on our behalf to redeem our lives. He gave Jesus. And Father, we just thank You for the miracle of this season. The miracle of this season. Miraculous. But it all happened. All of it happened in the earth as a result of people believing. People believed You. They believed Your Word. Mary believed You. And it happened. Father, we thank You today for the revelation of believe, the revelation of it going deep in our hearts. And today, Father, we honor You and we give You all praise in the house. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father, for Your greatness. We're so grateful and thankful today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen, amen. and amen. Glory to God. What a great day. I tell you what, you, you don't want to miss anything going on just like right now on. I mean, you just, just it, it, it's, a, it's a fabulous time to be in the kingdom of God, to be alive and well in the kingdom of God. There's no, I'm tell you, there's no greater time than right now to be a part of the kingdom and, and functioning and flourishing and moving forward in the kingdom of God. There's no greater time. Um, next Sunday, we're going to share... Uh, kind of starting our, our vision month that we have where we share vision and things that God has given us about this coming year in the future. And, and I want to remind you of one thing, that the door of opportunity has always been open and will always be open. How many say amen to that? We talked about that at the first of this year, and I can't tell you the testimonies I've had of opportunities and things manifesting in people's lives this year like no other year, like no other year. It's been an amazing year of great manifestation. You realize that anytime there's manifestation, there's also things that come against us, right? I mean, and, you know, I, I, for some reason I've kind of been more interested in the book of Job as of late and been spending some time in that book of Job. And, um, you know, all the chapters of Job, uh, about 40 of those chapters are spent... Job asking, why? 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 A minute ago, Fabian said, why? I'm telling you today, <clears throat> when the, the, the ultimate test of faith in your life is trusting God in situations when you can't explain why something is or has happened or appears to be that way. Where I look at the Word and say I'm not believing in what I'm seeing. I don't care what has appeared to have happened in a situation. I'm not in denial, but I choose to believe you and your Word and I will not blame you for anything. I will not accuse you of anything. I will trust you with all of my heart. And when you have that attitude, understanding comes to you. If you live your life blaming God for things that you don't understand today, it, it will be a very difficult rest of your life on planet Earth. 
You spend your time blaming God and making excuse and, well, you know, you just never know and all these. No, no, no. No, you, when you stay with the Word, even when you have the whys, and you stay with the Word, it will produce in your life in amazing ways. How many know that there are some things on planet Earth that you may never get an answer to till you leave here? See, so we don't live our life trying to explain everything. We're living our lives to do what? So what this series is about is believing everything. We're going to believe everything that the Word says, no matter what it appears to be. And I'll tell you, there's some really great and amazing examples in the Scripture about believing, and there's just as many Scriptures in the Bible about people that didn't believe, right? And so that ought to encourage you. But you don't have to stay a person that doesn't believe. You can do your due diligence and you can develop in your life who God is in you and you can be a doer of that word and a believer of the word and be a recipient of all that God has for you. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. So I'm just going to look at a few things that we've already talked about and then, then one or two things that we haven't. And, um, you know, in... in <clears throat> In this, in this series, we've talked about things having to do with people that have believed. And, and in Luke 1, in verse 37, this was Mary's response. We talked in a little more in detail on this. I'm just going to jump to these two verses. And... Um, Verse 37, I'm going to read in the NIV, and verse 38, I'm going to read in the New, America, the New King James. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. I'll say it again, no word from God will ever fail. And when the angel said that to her, this was her response. This was Mary's response. I'm reading this in the New King James. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Let it be to me according to your word. No word from God will ever fail. Mary believed God and not the overwhelming sets of circumstances that looked impossible for this to happen impossible for this to happen you know in the world especially in the movie industry there's a lot of things that that the movie industry and whether the people that created or wrote the books or the or the screenwriters that took books and redid them and then they put them to movies there many times there are statements in movies that like came right out of the bible and most people don't even know it and that's why I like to take things like that and, and I like to turn them to what God is saying to us. And so this little movie clip right here that you'll watch is about Christmas, but it relates to what we're talking about. Watch the screen. <clears throat> if you can't believe by faith, then your life is doomed to be dominated by doubt. 
<laughs> That's right from the word. Amen? And our belief is in the true meaning of Christmas. We always taught our children when they were young that Santa Claus was here to celebrate the birth of Jesus. I still believe it today. <clears throat> it's a season. I'm going to enjoy it. I had friends tell me, used a scripture or two out of the Bible to tell me that celebrating the season of Christmas, like with Santa Claus and these kind of things, you know, were demonic and people used to tell me those kind of things. And, you know, I, I heard it for a little while, but I thought, no, no, no. Now, something this good is not demonic. You just have to have explanation and realization, you know. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't lie to people about things, but you, you can allow things to, to enhance the season. But our belief is not in some jolly little fat guy with a beard, you know, in a sleigh and some reindeers. I mean, that's not real, Right? But the celebration of it and how he is here to celebrate it is about Jesus Christ and his birth. Amen? And, and he's the one that empowers us to be able to believe. And so as I read the rest of these scriptures today, just remember that. What, what, a, what a great statement. I, I, just, I, I love to watch that movie um, during this season, but I love that little piece right there. If you can't believe by faith, then you're doomed with a life dominated by doubt. And I choose no way. Amen? No way. I believe. I'm a believer. Glory to God. Say, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. Amen. We believe the Word of God. Can you say amen to that? So, um, so Mary believed. But I want to read a story just, we'll back up just a tad in Luke chapter 1. And I want to read the story concerning Mary's uncle, Zacharias. And in verse 5 of Luke chapter 1, and I'm reading this in the New King James. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they, they, they were walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. They were righteous people. They, they lived holy lives. They believed in God. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside of, at the hour of incense. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. In Mary's story, Mary was startled. Anybody uh, think you would be startled if an angel appeared before you? You know, I mean, any, anybody's going to be startled, but fear gripped him. Fear didn't grip Mary. Fear didn't grip her. Um, let, let, let me say this about, about this fear with him in just a moment. I'm just going to read a few more verses. 
But the angel of the Lord said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn their heart, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 18, and Zacharias said to the angel, and Zacharias, the righteous man who kept the commandments of God, who loved God, and Zacharias said to the angel Lord, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Zacharias was a righteous man. He knew the word and did that sound like a familiar story? From the past. Somebody yell out, whose story is that? Whose? Abraham's story. Right? That was Abraham, his father. His, his, it was Father Abraham's story about how he struggled believing. And so, Zacharias was taught that all of his life. And he had all the understanding of what happened and how finally Abraham believed God. And instead of believing God with the angel, he chose to doubt. Having faith in God is a choice. Doubting is a choice. But it's all based on what's become revelation to you, not just what you know in your head. Can you say amen? And the angel answered and said to him, verse 19, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring to you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the days of those things, those things take place because you did not believe. You did not believe my words. No word from God. He said this again when he's talking to Mary. No word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. What Zacharias was ministered, how he was ministered to, all the Old Testament scriptures and things that we know as the Old Testament, everything that he lived off of, this is before Jesus, everything he lived off of, all this he had in his head, but he did not choose to believe that what God had done for his father Abraham, he would do for him. You and I have the Spirit of God inside of us, and we have all this information from God's Word coming to us, and what God is saying to us daily. Will you react as Mother Mary did, or will you react like Zacharias reacted, even though he had Word and he had been taught all these things, but he chose not to believe that what God had done for Abraham, he would do for him. I'm telling you today, because what God did through Jesus Christ for me, He will continue to do for me day by day by day. Can you say amen? The way Mary believed was for all of mankind. God's showing us, 
If you'll believe, you'll see things happen in your home, in your life, and people around you. But it's got to happen first in us. It has to happen in me individually. I have to be a believer and a doer of the Word of God. Amen? In 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 20, this is one of our verses that we will use a little bit different than what, what this verse says today. I'm using this. This is, has to do with some vision for, for 2020. And, um, but today I want to read this in the light of something it says. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O J- Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in His prophets, and you will prosper. Believe in the Lord and His Word, and you'll be established. Believe in the preached Word, and you'll advance and prosper. Sorry. So, when you believe the preached word, you'll prosper. Because you never quit, you're prospering. And you'll continue to prosper because you believed the preach word and you didn't quit believing the preach word. Many people back off and they say, well, well, I, I I believe in God. I don't need that. To say you believe in God, there's an establishment. Zechariah believed in God. But there's something about what he was taught that he chose not to believe. And what happened? It hindered him. Mary was startled when the angel appeared, and Mary had a question about being a 16-year-old girl that she was going to have a child, but she had never been with man. That was an honest question. But the angel told her, and she said, I'm your handmaiden. I'll do whatever. So be it according to your word. And it happened for all of mankind that we would be delivered and saved because of her choice. You say, well, you know, if it hadn't been Mary, God would have got someone else. We don't have any record of that. Because you believe the Word, I'm talking to you, because you believe the Word and you haven't quit, you're prospering, your whole family's prospering, and you're going to continue to prosper because you believe the preach word. Amen? I'm saying that directly to you today by the Spirit of the Lord. I said that to you by the Spirit of the Lord. I didn't pick you because you're on the front row. Okay? I'm telling you that today. Amen? Because you believe the word, the preached word, because you believe the preach word, because together you're in agreement. God's given you everything you asked for. Amen. Because you haven't backed away 
from the preached word. You'll get everything you ask. Many of you know that. Many of you live and operate in that. I'm speaking some things during worship. I got, I, I got four faces, and one of them's not here today. But you know what I'm saying, and you know if that's you. And my encouragement to you today is don't back off from that. It's one thing to believe God, but it's another thing to believe the preached Word. See, to, to, to believe the man of God, to believe the prophet, is to believe what is spoken. And what is spoken has to line up with what he says, what God says. But there's something about having faith, receiving it from somebody that preaches it, that takes you to another level. But you have to judge it because what you hear preached has to line up with what he says. But the combination of the two causes us to advance and prosper like we've never seen before in our lives. And you understand, advance and prosper is moving ahead and forward in everything that you do in your life. Everything you do. Amen? Matthew chapter 12. It's got a few more things to do. I'm just going to go through this really quickly to get to the end of this. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. What you say matters. And you have to believe that. You have to get that in your heart and, and realize how vital it is because the Bible is full of it. In Mark chapter 11, we've read this the last couple of weeks also, Jesus said to them in verse 22, 11 and 22, have faith in God. Right? Having faith in God is a choice. But the choice has to be made from a belief system in the Word. See, you're not just choosing and hoping and trying to have faith. No. Each person has been dealt the measure of faith. The reason you have to believe in the preached Word is because it keeps you moving forward in your life. And then at the end of your life, listen to me, watch me, at the end of your life, then you step over into the other side. You don't cease to exist. You step over into the other side and you keep going. What God wants for us, it's not like, you know, there, there's, there's a, there's the, it's not, it's, some people have this picture that like when you step over into through the gates of heaven and, and you leave this life, that there's a big angel going to give you a big hug or a big angel that's going to beat you over the head. Depending on how you acted down here. No? No? What, what God wants is, He wants us to enter into the next life whenever that comes for you. 
And you, and you know, we don't talk about the next life because God wants us to focus here. But the next, when we leave here, okay, what he wants is for us to just take up where we've left off, living by faith and trust in him. See, he doesn't want us, when, when, you, when, when you get to the other side, if you put all this this time aside, you put all of your attention and your focus on, on natural things, on earthly things, and you've not spent the time developing a life of faith, believing in the preached Word, staying with it and developing it in your life. If you've not do, done that, when you get over here, well, I kind of have this picture. Maybe this isn't right, but this is the picture that I have. That there's a, a little kindergarten-y class that some people are going to sit in and have to develop their faith there. You know, what, 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 what's really beneficial when you get there to do it is that there's no resistance to it, but there's no reward in that. God, the Bible's clear in James and different passages of Scripture that there is reward for those who are willing to fight it out in this life. Our fight is not against people in flesh and blood, but our fight is the fight of faith. Hmm? There's a statement that I hear a lot, and I've even said it before, and the last time I started to say it, I slapped my mouth. And it's this. Well, I'm just letting go and letting God. But what about the fight of faith? What about fighting the good fight of faith? At the end of Paul's life, he didn't say, well, I just let go. No, he fought the fight of faith to the end. Now, I, I kind of understand what some people say when they're saying that, but I, I don't like that. I'm not letting go of anything. What, if there's anything in me that needs to let go of me trying and making it happen, yes. But I'm not just letting God do everything. I'm doing what God tells me to do. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the helper. He's not the doer. Right? Well, I just let go and let God do it. No, no, no. He's not the doer. He's the helper. So I've got to be realize I'm the one doing, but I need to be doing what He says to do. So if I'm letting go, and I do, I, I let go of any of the flesh and cast all of my care on Him because He has so much more ability to care for me than anybody else. So we cast our care and, and we let go of those things, but we don't just sit back and let God. We're the ones that are in charge of doing what He said to do. And He will help you to the end. But we are not these people that are just letting go and sitting around and whatever will be, will be. Because when you step over, what you'll find out is, okay, now you have to learn to live by faith the way you should have over here with the resistance against your faith. And listen to me. There's not coming an easy street day. If you're looking for, you know, well, you know, ever since I came into the church and I got saved, it's just like, my gosh, it's just like one, one thing after it. Yeah, yeah, there's one situation after another. Why? Because we live from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith. What gets easier or calm is our emotions. See, when I'm not moved by what I'm battling, when I'm not moved by that, 
then there's peace in me even though there may be all hell out here. But if I'm waiting for all hell to stop out here and situations out here, you're waiting until hell freezes over and it's not. We have to be believers. We have to use people like Abraham and like Mary, the story that we've read. We have to use people that have believed God in, with odds against them that seemed like it was impossible. And every time that it comes to you, yeah, but, but why God? Instead of the constant why God. Father, I don't understand this. I'm not getting clear on this situation. But I know that you are true to your word. And I will not blame you. I will not curse you. I will not work against you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how people are acting. I trust you and my faith and confidence is in you. And I'm telling you, you're going to have that opportunity over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And God wants us to overcome every single time. So when you step over, it's time to rejoice. You're not stepping over into some twilight zone. You're stepping over into the goodness of God that's already on the inside of you. So when you're walking by faith, it's like, you know what? I'm not looking to go to heaven today. I'm not, I'm not expecting that. I've got a long life to live here, right? My wife needs me. I need her. My, my children, this church body, the many people that depend on... I'm going to live here a long time. But man, I can see the other side. I, 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 whoa! I can see. But, but what's happening is, as I'm seeing that, I'm bringing that here. See, I'm seeing more of that as I believe God and as I trust Him and I trust the preach word and I stay with it every day no matter what. I mean, how, how many of you, you've, you had three or four good days and bam, something c comes and you just say, my gosh, when's this going to stop? It's not. It's not. Stuff will come at you forever and ever. But I don't have to be moved by it. Why? Because my faith is in Him. That's why you have to believe this. It's why you have to believe. Believing is not just something that, well, I'll try to do. Listen, our trying days are over. No more trying. We're doers. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus said, He said, have faith in God. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will come to pass, says he will have everything that he says. Says he will have everything that he says. So remember this. Saying doesn't mean that you believe it. It's because you say it doesn't mean that you believe it. You have to say and not doubt. When you say things and you don't doubt... That's when you get results. That's why you have to continue to stay with the preached word, stay with what God is saying to you, receive that so that you believe God when opportunities arise to try to convince you not to believe Him. No, I believe Him. God, I'm not asking you why anymore. 
Listen, there's seasons when you go through, you know, why God, why, 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 why? But there comes a day when you stay with the preached word and you stay focused on God that the whys go out and now it's, you know what? I just choose to believe you. I'm not here to explain everything. I thank you for wisdom and understanding that you give me. If you want, you want answers to things, I promise you God will, will ask you, you, you ask and do what? Quit? No, you ask and keep on asking, right? And as you ask in faith to the point that you can really handle what he's going to tell you, then he'll speak to you. Because, listen, nine and three quarters times out of ten, the thing you're going to get has to do with you. And most people can't handle that. Well, what are you saying? I don't have any faith? I didn't say that. You've been dealt the same measure of faith that everybody else. No, no, I didn't say you didn't have faith at all. What matters is, did you stay with the preached word? Did you stay with it? Did you stay with the preached word? Or did you back off because you got tired of something? Tired of what? No, <laughs> I, I see this big old long left leg stepping in. But what I've stepped into already in faith, I've brought back here. So I see that, but that's not my, that's not my destiny today. That's my long-term destiny, but not today. Not for a long, 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 long time till I'm done in here. And, 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 and what's happened is this has brought even greater vision of why I'm here. So I've got to do things the right way. Can you say amen? God wants us to believe today. Amen? Today. Mark 9.23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Everybody say, I can. can. Say it again. Say it three times. Now, Now say it three times like you mean it. Okay, now say it three times like you really mean it. He said, if you can, I'm telling you, you can. No, 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 you don't have to sit around and think about whether you can. I'm telling you, you can, because the measure of faith that he dealt to you and that is in you from the time, from the moment you were conceived, is there to be developed. That's why you need the preached word. In the name of Jesus. Amen? So, last week we talked about this, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to kind of end this with these thoughts. We, we, we ended this in James chapter, or we talked about this in James chapter 1, and I'm, I'm going to kind of bring this to a conclusion right now. In James 1 last week, we talked about, actually, I'm going to read from verse 5. He said, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, for let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he's double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. And last week we talked about that double means doubt. And it's doubt because there's two ways of thinking. And he said, when you have the two ways of thinking, you receive nothing from the Lord. 
In other, way, in other words, there's God's way of thinking, and then there's everything else. And when you stay with, with your upbringing and ways of thinking and things that people taught you, and well, you know, man, if, if we don't worry, we're not responsible. If you don't get rid of that dude right there, it'll take you down. I mean, it'll sink you. Cause you, to have, cause you to leave here with heart conditions and things because worry and stress just takes people out. The only reason I'm saying that is that's what doctors say. That's not what God says. That's what doctors say. That's why he said, cast all your care upon him. But we have to be able to do that by faith. We have to be able to do that trusting that it really works when I do it. That's why I have to believe that what I say matters, like I said earlier. Is that not right? So, so in, in that, that thought process, okay, I, I want you to hear this as I'm ending this today. Your and my thoughts have to become one. I've got to bring what God says and ideas and, and, and concepts and, 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 and thought processes that I've had from past days and that I've even using today, I've got to bring those together to where God's Word overtakes those, destroys those. You cast them away. The Word of God will destroy those things. You and I need to do that so that we can believe the Word of God. And so what I'm leaving you with today is this. I really encourage you to go back and listen to these three messages on believing. I'm leaving this with you today. As Mary believed, and what did she say? So let it be according to your word. So I'm saying this today over your life and over your salvation. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saying doesn't save you. I said saying doesn't save you. You have to believe. Is that true? For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Everybody say, you were. I'm saying today, you were healed. Okay? Saying that you're healed is not enough. Saying that you're healed is not enough. That's where it begins. But it's not enough. You have to believe it. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God wants your needs and above met and taken care of in your life more than you do. But it won't just happen because you say it. You have to believe it. And this fourth one found in Acts 16 and verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Your house won't get saved just because you say it, but I promise you, their eyes will be opened up to believe and they'll get born again when you say it and believe it. So Mary's words, after the angel said, no word from God will ever fail, Mary's words were, okay, let it be. 
Let it be. According to that word, let it be. When you hear and see things like this that I'm saying to you today, let it be. Let your words be what God's word says. Let your words be coming not just from your head, but your heart over time. Keep that daily routine that you've developed all year long and stay with it so that your heart believes that those things you say will not return void, but they will accomplish what you set them out to accomplish. That's God's plan for you and me. Can you say amen? Amen. To believe for all of the families of the earth is the true Christmas story. To believe for all the families of the earth of the true Christmas story because that's what Mary did. She opened up all the families of the earth with the potential to be saved. You know why? Because every human being on planet earth today has a measure of faith that has come to every human being the moment they were, the, the moment they were conceived. And that happened because of Mother Mary. And as a result of her belief and her her choice to see all the families of the world blessed as Abraham believed. Now you and I, when we believe, me and my whole household. I said me and my whole house. You and your whole house. And listen, it doesn't have to stop at my household, but the households of the earth. And the more I believe in that, And the more I truly put that to work on a day-to-day basis, I'm preparing myself for that crossover and that step into glory when the day that I leave this earth, when I'm finished. When I'm finished, when you're finished, you don't have to leave till you're finished. God doesn't want you to leave until you're finished. But you don't want to just hang around here and hang on and not have any faith developing. We're developing that belief system and we will not stop. Can you say amen to that? Amen.